a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to KSL Outdoors Radio. Uh, always a pleasure to have you with us. We've had quite a morning. Everything from biking uh, in Portugal to RVing in Mississippi to getting ready to row across the Pacific Ocean. Just a regular day around these parts. Oh, and then getting ready to boat at places like Lake Powell with all of that water that's coming. Just impressive uh, amounts of water. And uh, we should be saying a little prayer of thanks for uh, all of that precipitation that, and uh, that came during the winter months and is now coming down at least has been so far in a, a nice fair fashion. We did an interview this past week on Utah's Morning News with Jason Curry, who is the director of the Utah Division of Outdoor Recreation, speaking of that water, and wanted to focus on some of the dangers and how you can make sure that you and your family, your pets, are safe in these runoff situations, particularly with the fact that there's over 100 inches of base still at some of these resorts up the canyons, the cottonwoods that are going to be coming our way. And we've been on the flood watch, of course, every day here at KSL. During morning drive, however, on Utah's Morning News, Amanda and I only have a few minutes to throw conversation and or throw questions out and have conversation. So I invited Jason back with us this morning. Jason, before we get into the meat of our conversation your position at uh, the Division of Outdoor Recreation is a fairly new one, is it not? Well, yes and no. The, the state of Utah has actually had a, a director of the Office of Outdoor Recreation for about 10 years now. But um, I'm, the, I'm the fourth person to, to be the director here in, the, in the, uh, this role. And, uh, yeah, and I've been here since November, so I'm going on about maybe six months here. What kinds of things are you tasked with through uh, that office? Well, we, we have, uh, first and foremost, uh, public safety and the recreating public that, that we represent. So uh, boating safety, OHB safety, those are our two biggest programs. And we have uh, state rangers who are out on the trails and on the waters ensuring public safety. We also have grant programs that were a part of that original Utah Office of, Edu- or of, of uh, Outdoor Recreation and uh, we just finished allocating in the neighborhood of $20 million this last week for, for outdoor recreation infrastructure for motorized trails, non-motorized trails, and all different types of outdoor recreation. So uh, it's kind of a kind of a, a mix of everything. And then we also work hard to promote outdoor industry and, and the outdoor retailers and other businesses that you know, include the guide and outfitters and, and others here in the state of Utah that, that bring so much to our economy. It's a big job, and I'm glad you mentioned the the uh, funds that are coming along for some of these projects because I think most people, these uh, folks that get out there and enjoy recreating in Utah, think that some of this infrastructure just sort of appeared, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that it's convenient and it's nice for them that they can go out and uh, utilize whatever that infrastructure is, but never stop to think about all the planning and the money that had to go in to make it happen. 
Yeah, it's a lot of work. And Utah, actually, we're, we're seventh in the nation for the number of miles of trails that, that we have available for people to use. Yeah. All right. Uh, earlier in this half hour, I was talking with Bruce Johnson, who's the invasive species uh, coordinator, one of the lieutenants with the Division of Wildlife Resources. And uh, we were talking about these impressive amounts of water because when we're talking about quagga mussel and in the invasive species that it is, we focus on Lake Powell. But they're talking about that massive lake coming up maybe as much as 70 feet this uh, this winter which we're, or this summer, which we're all applauding. But, boy, does it create some dangers. Yeah, it really does. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to get out there and enjoy this weather and enjoy the, the fruits of this great uh, – uh, snow season that we've had as, as the rivers and lakes and everything fill back up. But, but yeah, there's, there's a, a definite danger uh, associated with that. When it comes to this high runoff, we've never seen this type of snowpack. Um, and, and with temperatures warming up and more moisture coming here in the next few days, it, it's, it, we're really concerned about public safety. Yeah. Alta finished with 902 inches, which just blew their past record of 784 or something like that out of the water. Uh, Speaking of water, uh, on Utah's morning news, we mentioned that, you know, it may just be simplest and and best to avoid streams and reservoirs or streams and lakes for quite a while now. You're certainly not going to be able to access your favorite campsites because many of them are going to be have piles of snow. And even after that snow melts, there's going to be mud and all the rest of it. But you just really want to avoid the temptation, particularly for kids or pets of, you know, their curiosity uh, getting the worst of them. Yeah, you know, running water is, is fascinating to people, um, not just kids. Kids kids are, are drawn to that. But everybody loves to be around the, the, the visual and the sounds of, of a rushing stream or river. It's, it's amazing. And, and, and to see water in motion just fascinates the mind. Um, but, but so for that reason, that's, what, that's kind of the advice we're giving. Is for now, if you're planning something in the outdoors to go out and enjoy this beautiful weather and enjoy all the many things that our state has to offer, um, think twice before you uh, take kids, pets, um, in an area where there's some of this, this high runoff. It only takes a split second um, to... to turn your back and and then you've got somebody in the water and and sadly um a really unfortunate news day on the other side of that and and we've you know really been emphasizing that and and we'll continue to to throughout the rest of the summer as the water remains high one of the important and this is i know easier said than done but one of the important questions we asked you during the week is uh to walk us through what we should do if we are that person that falls in and what we should not do if we are a loved one or a friend or just see even a stranger go into the water. You need to fight that um, tendency, that desire to jump in and help at that point because it might just be ending the life of two of you. Yeah, I, I think it's important to just do that mental exercise right now. You know, And as you think about you know that possibility, as a parent, I think everybody – you know, immediately their first urge is going to be to jump right in. But I think it's worth exercising in your mind to go, all right, in that split second before I dive in after that kid into that rushing deadly water, what other options are there? You know, tell somebody to call 911, look for an opportunity where you can go and affect rescue from the bank. And if you are that person and talk to your kids, talk to your families about this, if you are that person that goes in the water, um, that, you know, there's there's a way to do this. You, if you go in the water and, and you're being rushed downstream, get your toes, your feet pointed downstream, 
keep your head above water, and then use your arms to, to move yourself towards one bank or the other where, um, where you can get out. And, uh, and that's the best way to, to affect that rescue, both on a, on a victim side and as a bystander side. Yeah, because if you can keep your head above water and see, you know, a rock coming, you can push off of it with your feet instead of whacking it with your head, which is not desirable. Right. Yeah. And there's unseen hazards where there's a lot of submerged rocks, trees. And if your if your feet are the first thing to contact that, you've got far better odds um, of, of being able to um, push off of it when, when you do get to that point. Amanda asked you a question this week, and she was quite frankly surprised. I was not just because I've hosted this program for, for so long that there are adventures out there. There are thrill seekers who see these all of this uh, fast-moving water and, and rapids that are going to be massive as uh, a dream come true that they want to tackle in a kayak or something like that, uh, there are those adrenaline junkies out there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very tempting, and uh, the challenge is there, and that's part of the reason people love to, to get in the water, uh, into whitewater with a, with a kayak or a raft, is to is to challenge themselves. And, and certainly uh, we're not discouraging people from, from – engaging in that but uh, it's important to make sure that you are properly prepared properly trained don't go above your your skills and your abilities and don't go alone either have uh you know have helmets uh have throw bags have designated um watchers to make sure that uh, if something does go wrong you've got a plan in place to, to be able to respond this is probably going to be this way for i i don't know you tell me uh, a month six weeks maybe even two months out yeah, I'd love to be able to predict that, but you know, depending on what Mother Nature continues to hand us in terms of precipitation, yeah, this could go on for quite a while. So um, I'd love to be able to, to nail down a date and say, here's when it's safe to, to go near and, and get back in those areas where you can kind of wade in and, and experience the water. Uh, but but right now, it's just it's uncertain. Yeah, and it's not just the speed; it's the temperature of that water. I mean, it it can incapacitate you in a in a really big hurry. You said part of your job, a big part of your job is education. Is there a website people should look to go to? You know, we're, we're working on that right now. Um, we're, we're coming up with a campaign, and that campaign will be uh, messaging on radio stations, social media, streaming services, and, uh, and you'll even see some billboards. And, and we don't have a, a website quite yet, but recreation.utah.gov is, uh, is our main website, and we will have that campaign All right, Jason, thanks so much for uh, the extra time today. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll reach out to you and talk again. Happy to do it. Thanks, Tim. He is the director of the Utah Division of Outdoor Recreation. We'll uh, take it one more break, and when we come back, Roger Eckett, fingers crossed, we'll make a connection with Roger at uh, Bear River Lodge. We'll find out about Trax Power Sports and how things are going for uh, the spring and summer planning. So stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, the search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. As we wrap up the program this week, and we do it with uh, our great sponsor, Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge and Trax Power Sports. They keep telling us, Roger, that summer is actually coming at some point. <laughs> and with temperatures down here in the valley expected to be, uh, what, mid-60s? I'm going to guess, what are you guys, 50 up there probably for a high? 
Yeah, we're about 10 degrees cooler, so 50s. And But, you know, it, I did see an 80 this week, right? Yeah. So it is coming. Summer is coming. Yeah. We were talking last hour with Cam Phillips. Uh, he was on with us live from Strawberry. They still have two feet of ice on uh, the reservoir, and neither he nor his dad, Paul, have seen it this late in the season, which is crazy. Uh, so it's going to be a while before that melts off. But you're not waiting to get things ready for uh, summertime at Bear River Lodge, are you? No, today is the day we are taking machines up. So we're, I think I mentioned to you, we're, we have just over 30 side-by-sides we're running at Bear River Lodge this summer. And then a handful of ATVs and a few little dirt bikes. But uh, they're on their way up to Bear River Lodge right now. We're going to go out and explore today. So check out my Instagram because we're going to be exploring and seeing how much snow and trails are really open and how much there is. So it should be a fun day today. Is 30 or yeah, 30 side-by-sides bigger for you than past seasons or no? Uh, it's about right. It's about what we're doing. We changed the mix up between two seaters, four seaters, six seaters, you know, and so we try to figure out what is what do the people want? What's best? But, you know, my favorite those six seaters are so easy to get in and out of. They they're bench seats. Grandmas and grandpas can get easily in and out. They're just fun, but the two-seaters are a little more sporty, and you can go on more trails. So, well, we have a good mix of what people want. Yeah. Anything new in technology with these new machines this year you're excited about? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. So I haven't really got out and ridden them much, so we'll see. But I, I think it's pretty standard to what they've been doing. They've just been making improvements. Like this winter, they really improved the clutching system on those side-by-sides that we run with tracks. We did not lose, I think we did not lose at Bear Lodge a single belt this winter, which is great. You know, people don't want to have problems. And that's why at Bear River Lodge, we run all brand new equipment. So every year we get all new machines, which is really fun. I'll be watching your social media to see the delivery of the new machines today. But I think the last uh, bunch of media I saw from you, it was just mud bogging up there somewhere. Yeah, we took some photos from last year and threw them on the Internet and said, hey, look, this is coming, so come play with us. Riding in the snow and the mud is a lot of fun. You get dirty, but it is a lot of fun, and there's lots of mud puddles, and I'm guessing we're going to find that today. You still have some spring specials going on? Yeah, we do. So if anyone wants to come stay from now through uh, Memorial Day, rent a night, get as many additional nights as you want half off, rent a machine, get a machine half off. So... And we're just going to kick off another special that if you want to reserve a cabin for this summer, uh, reserve it in the next couple of weeks and we'll buy you breakfast. Oh. So we want them to come over and eat at the gazebo. So you're serving breakfast these days. Ah, gourmet pancakes. If you haven't had those, you need to come up. Yep. Look, I still gourmet have, pancakes. I still haven't had the Big Raj hamburger, so that's got to be on my bucket list first. You come get the Big Raj or the Bev. They're, ah, they're, the burgers are so good. Bear River Lodge is the place. Uh, tell them where to find you online. Go to bearriverlodge.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook and see all these fun videos we're going to be posting. Roger, have a great weekend. You too, Tim. Take care. That's going to do it for the show. Don't go away, though. The uh, Greenhouse Show is coming up next. Tom and Maria, they'll be with you till 11 o'clock, and I'll see you back here Monday morning starting at 5 with Amanda Dixon and Utah's Morning News on KSL. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.